Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, my Steven. man, have you heard the news? Have you heard have you heard the good news? Now your favorite camera uh, company, Sony, yeah. has just released a matching car that you can buy so that now your transportation to and from weddings will match the cameras you use to shoot those weddings. Well, you know, I'm kind of picturing that when I go on Amazon and you know how they have like the different bundles, I'm going to be like, oh, would you like a, a car with that A7 III? Comes in matching space gray. That might be an Apple thing. I don't think uh, Sony comes in space gray. I think that's just an Apple thing. I think you are correct. But I, I was looking through the features, and all the features seem very similar to like their their entertainment technology. It's like this comes with speakers. They don't ever say like four wheel drive or anything like car related. It's like this has an entertainment center with a panoramic screen. Not going to be distracting at all while you're driving. Sounds great. Like what? What about the engine? Does it have? It? Doesn't have an engine, Dustin. It's got four wheels. Dustin it doesn't four. have an engine. It's an electric car, Dustin. It has a battery. Actually, what the the batteries are the old uh, A7S two batteries. They just bundled them all together, <laughs> so you know it'll die in you real that. fast, especially when it's cold out. <laughs> especially when it's cold out. Um, yeah. I'm excited, though, with all this push into electric cars. Mustang has one. Porsche's got one. Now Sony's coming out of left field with one. I'm sorry. What was the first company that you named before Porsche? The Ford Mustang? Oh, Ford has one, not Mustang has one. Well, Mustang is its own offshoot of Ford. They are a solo design element within the Ford company. Just like Corvette is a solo design element within Chevy, right? Exactly. Yes. Are we just saying random things that... <laughs> is any of this true? Have you seen that car design uh, show on Netflix where the guy designs, I think it's like Viper for Dodge. And like there's a whole almost like Dodge Viper department within Dodge No. Still, Dodge, Dodge is owned by Chrysler. Yes, but Ford is owned by GM, not Mustang. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, just more and more of these electric cars coming out. Volkswagen has one coming out. It's just like you know, five years from now, it's going to be crazy to see what the road looks like. Yeah, still gasoline covered. That's what it looks. <laughs> Speaking of electric stuff, um, we got a little bit of follow up from listener Devin Roland. Mm. Dustin, do you remember the other week when we were talking about hard drives and I made this statement with Ulysses Del Toro um, that all hard drives are made to fail and then I listed off a bunch of different companies and said each one was made to fail. And mm -hmm. I said Hitachi was made to fail. And um, Devin laughed really loud at this, she said, and I, I had no idea why she laughed loud at this. Um, so I just want to do an experiment with you here, Dustin. Uh, mm -hmm. Could you jump on Amazon real quick? Just go to Amazon.com. Sure, sure. Anything for you, Steve. Amazon.com. Got it. Okay. Now type in Hitachi mm -hmm. and just uh, tell me what pops up on your search. 
Leaf blowers. Leaf blowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all? I'm pretty sure we have a Hitachi power drill. Mm-hmm. How do you spell Hitachi? H-I-T-A-C-H-I? Wow. How do you spell it? I'm surprised because I did a search for Hitachi in all departments and it was all massagers, Dustin. All massagers. Oh. And I've never you, seen that spell before. It differently? No, I spelled it the exact same way. Obviously, as you. Amazon knows me well enough to show me power tools and things for fixing and building things. And you, Steve, when it uses its search algorithms, like he's probably looking for a good massager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a real good neck massager. See, but now I'm nervous because I'm like tempted to put in Hitachi massager into my search bar. But oh, then no, I'm afraid that, of what all of my Facebook ads will be like for the next six months i mean you're not getting on facebook in front of anybody else right all the time i'm a public facebook chauvinist exhibitionist that's the word i was looking for okay uh just type in hitachi and then magic wand (laughs) (laughs) that's okay That's okay. Because when I typed in Hitachi this time, that's what I auto-completed to. I did not know that uh, Hitachi made anything like that. Hitachi. Oh, so yes. If you don't hit enter immediately and just like go down, it says Magic Wand Vibrator Cordless. Yeah. (laughs) Or the category Health and Household Baby Care. They also, for forty nine ninety five, you can get a Hitachi rechargeable shaver made I in I just Japan. thought it was hilarious because it's like a household brand, I feel like. I mean, Hitachi makes hard drives. They make leaf blowers, as you said. Like, I know them for I mean, so many things. it's a tech company. They I make never everything. would have thought of them as being a massage toy company. Some of these are quite aggressive. <laughs> You're still looking at the leaf blowers, Dustin. Don't put yep. that down there. <laughs> yeah. Still looking at the leaf blowers and the power drills. All right, Dustin. Uh, Big wanna... black power drills. <laughs> Dustin, you uh, you want to talk about some what we're drinking tonight? What what are you drinking, bud? I'm drinking a stiff glass of, of Mucinex um, as I am trying to recover from my ailments. What, what's the ABV on Mucinex? Um, it's 1200 milligrams of hope I can breathe tonight and, um, and then a big piping glass of water. I, I don't know, uh, who this Dr. Van Elk is you're referring to. I, I, I have a sister-in-law named Dr. Van Elk. Um, were you mm-hmm. talking to her maybe? Uh, no, I was talking to Dr. Van Hoosen Van Elk who, uh, prescribed that I cannot mix alcohol with Mucinex. I just went, I, I mean, if, if you're talking about me, I would just say, is probably if you're having trouble breathing, probably not a good idea to drink alcohol. So what about you, Steve? What are you drinking? Because obviously you don't have the same ailments I have. No, I think I'm all done being sick. At least I hope I am. You know, about a food poisoning aside that I had the other day. Uh, I'm drinking a Founders All Day IPA. It's a session all ale day from the great IPA. state of Michigan. So does it make you a great Michigan man? I mean, technically, I was born in Michigan, so would you hold that against me? Would you hold that against me? A little bit. I only lived there until I was like three. Yep. Still enough blue in that blood. Yeah. Yeah. My. uh, It's it's a good beer. It's a good beer. Uh, Brewed in Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
Grand Rapids is one of those places that everyone talks so highly of, and I feel like I've only been there once, and uh, I'd like to go again. A lot of my cousins live there. It's a it's a it's a beer town. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds like. That's yeah. essentially what all of the developers are modeling Fort Wayne off of. That would be awesome. You just have to get good breweries to Fort Wayne. <laughs> That's what they're trying. They're trying. There's like five of them scheduled to open in the next two years here. So what I'm hearing is maybe Jen and I do move to Fort Wayne soon. That's what I'm hearing here. There's all kinds of tax incentives if you want to open your own coffee, roastery, or brewery. I have no interest in either one of those things. I want to move to Fort Wayne and compete with you head-to-head -head for clients. <laughs> That's all yeah. I want to do. You can do that too, bud. Yeah. yeah, we'll just fight it out every single week on the show. It's fine with me, man. At least I'd have a friend here. Doesn't. Let's move on to some real topics. Uh, <gasps> real topics. Dustin, what is this first thing I see in our topics? Yeah. Dustin got scam? Almost. Almost got scam. Is that like got milk? Yep. Almost got some milk. No. Uh, so as most of the listeners know, I've been um, selling all of my Nikon equipment and uh, I've switched to full on Sony, full full time Sony shooter here. Sponsor is coming in the mail for my Sony <laughs> With that car. Yeah. I got a, um, I posted my, my Nikon equipment on legitimate Facebook pages uh, with the hopes to sell all of my Nikon equipment. And then finally with, uh, I have four remaining pieces of gear. Um, pretty proud of that. And I broke down and posted two of them on the marketplace, the shady, dark, dark underbelly the of Facebook. Marketplace. The Facebook marketplace. Um, where no one, there's no rules and regulations. It's like Craigslist, but worse. But worse wow. because you might actually know the people who want to buy your stuff. <laughs> or they will know you, which is even scarier. Yeah, which means um, you possibly know a serial killer. Yeah. So anyway, somebody popped up the other day named Amanda Logan, and she was like, I want to buy your Nikon D4 for my nephew. We've been estranged for a few months and <laughs> looking to make amends. And I think this would be the perfect Christmas present for him because he's really into photography. I'm like, so many red flags went up right there because of like this whole estranged cousin or like nephew story. Uh, A, who buys their nephew who's slightly into photography? Like maybe, I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him in months. A D4. Um, but hey, who am I to turn down like this, you know, poor woman's chance to connect over wanting to spend $1,200 on my camera? So I said, you know, happy to help you with this estranged relationship. You know, let me know <laughs> <laughs> what I can tell you about my camera. And she said, you know, how old is it? I told her and she said, um, price sounds good. What's your PayPal? So I gave her my email address. She said, I'll PayPal the money. Um, and then gave me the address where to ship the camera to. I was like, okay, this seems like way too easy. And I'm like, but... I've, I've never met somebody stuff. on Facebook Marketplace who wants you to ship anything to them. Every single person I've met on Facebook Marketplace wants to come pick it up in person or meet you in some sort of Walmart alley. 
Well, now I'm realizing um, that the like the shipping element on Facebook Marketplace is super sketch because I when I was trying to buy Sony stuff to build my Sony collection, I was trying to get people to ship me Sony stuff um, like from Chicago. Like, you know how you can expand your radius to like um, see stuff on the marketplace. And, um, and people were like, no, I'm not, I don't ship. I don't ship on here. Yeah. Like, now I know. So anyway, so she was like, check your PayPal. And I did obviously didn't see any payments made. And she's like, uh, check your email. And so I checked my email and there was an email that looked like a PayPal email, like super looked like a PayPal email, like real legit looking and said, you know, payment has been made, but payment is being held until shipping confirmation is sent. Um, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like super vague, but like looked real official. But the email like address that it came from was like a bunch of numbers, PayPal at, you know, PayPal five, five, two, 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 one, you know, something like that. And so, yeah blocked that person right away after a few choice messages of like why don't you try to like venmo me the money or like i can take credit card do you want like i run a legitimate business i can take credit card trust me (laughs) trust me let's run it multiple times just to be sure just to be sure yeah that poor nephew never got his camera though. So <laughs> poor nephew. Speaking of Nikon gear, doesn't did you uh did you see anything recently that was announced like maybe last night or yeah. the night before? Yeah, I was I was jumping up and down because I'm like super glad I got my Nikon D750 sold before these dropped and devalued them by several hundred dollars. <laughs> So what what are you talking about, Dustin? What is the what the are these Nikon D seven eighty came out of the gates uh, this week. Uh, Nikon is not not uh, conceding to the mirrorless game. They're saying that there is still money to be made off the old school shooters who uh, refuse to go mirrorless. So mm-hmm. this is essentially a Nikon D seven fifty with slight upgrades. Um, it's almost like they're trying to ease people into the idea of mirrorless because the camera has a lot of the, uh, some of the feature sets that their mirrorless cameras have. Um, like it has a live view capability in the viewfinder. Yeah. I mean, I saw people basically saying that the D 780 is a Z six and a DSLR body. That's how I saw people talking about this camera. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Are you sad that you switched over to Sony now? No. You don't feel the the gods of Nikon calling you back? Uh, Nope. Sony definitely has its drawbacks, I'm Mm -hmm. realizing. Yeah. Um, What about this new thing that came out, though, like uh, for the Nikon mirrorless stuff, the TechR EF to Z adapter that lets you use Canon glass on the Nikon Z cameras with full stabilization and autofocus? Did you see that? Yeah. I did see that, but I don't own like Sony glass or yeah. But like, <laughs> then you could be on Nikon and you know have the best glass in the world. You know, I mean, I'm sure TechArt will probably make one that goes from Canon Sony to Sony. Yeah, are there already a bunch of Canon to Sony adapters? Is there room in the marketplace for more? There's always room if it's better. I mean. 
This is the first time I've heard of an adapter that allows you to use autofocus in full stabilization with the lenses. So that's so pretty cool. The biggest upside that I've noticed of shooting mirrorless is my ability to shoot completely wide open. Um, that's something I never felt comfortable doing previously. Oh, I do um, it all the time on Canon. I never felt... Um, you only need like to I get could. like one in every 10 in focus anyway, right? So with, with Sony, I get every single shot in focus. Oh, that's I shoot too many good open. shots. How do you know what to keep then? <laughs> I, well, that's the problem. So I shoot, I still shoot like as if I was only going to get one and then I get them all and I'm like, wow, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of mind boggling. So it makes it really intriguing to get some of those crazy lenses out there that are like point, you know, point nine F stop or whatever. Mm -hmm since the autofocus is just so spot on. Do they have any of those crazy lenses for the Sony, Sony's yet? Sony doesn't have any native lenses like that. I was going to say, I thought Canon only Nikon does. and Canon did. So if they make some sort of crazy adapter, that would be intriguing. I'm just saying the Z6 and the, or the, the Z series and the R series, you know, Canon and Nikon's mirrorless stuff, they're both supposed to have amazing autofocus too, and they only have one card slot, which is all you've ever said you need. So I don't know why just, you made the jump to Sony. I just watched uh, a wedding video recorded. I, I don't recall his name, um, but he shoots. Uh, he shot with the new R EOS R. I want to say. Mm -hmm. Was it Sam? Um, no, this was was a it Nathan video. Mitchell? Do either of these guys shoot wedding videos? No, no, they don't. Um, and he shot the bulk of the video with like this crazy low aperture lens. And it just gave the video, like the video, like this real trippy look mm -hmm. that reminded me of some of the stuff that I know you and I have commented that we really like, uh, where it's like this real low depth of field. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it just, I made me, that was another thing I thought of was like, wow, I haven't thought about utilizing the low depth of field and video to like super extreme on the mirrorless. Mm -hmm. But obviously this guy had. Yeah. I mean, it's something Workout. we rarely do with our photos and doing it with the video scares the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I've shot video at F 1.4 and F 1.2 uh, when it comes to reception time and it's like dancing stuff and, Mm -hmm. I just want to play around and I, I'm not necessarily going to keep the dancing stuff anyway. So like I've, I've right. pushed the limit and like you can get some really cool stuff there, but man, if you could get, you know, if you could get down further than an F 1.2 to a 0.9 or maybe an F 1.2 with a speed booster or, you know. Yeah. This had to be like 0.9. So it was like a shot of like the groom, um, like reading his letter and like all that was in focus was like from like his eyebrows, like to like maybe his lips, like his face was like down and then, so like essentially his eyes were like tack sharp and everything else was like slowly falling off. So like all you could were focusing on were like his eyes going across the page as he was like reading and like then you would hear him like comment like, oh my gosh, like she's saying like the nicest things and like blah, blah, blah. But yeah, and then the f way they color graded it too, like really amplified this super shallow. You're going to have to send us a link so we can drop I this know. in the show notes. I know. 
Uh, Canon also released their uh, 1DX Mark III, which we I, talked about previously. Do we, do I think we care the, about Canon? The do, only thing we sure. didn't know about this that had previously been discussed, like back in December, is the video. Uh, people thought it was going to be 4K video. It's 5.5K. Yeah, nobody cares about 5.5K. That's too many Ks. <laughs> it's too many Ks. Too many Ks. We can't handle the, that many I Ks. I think the rule should be they should only be allowed to charge for a camera the Ks in which it shoots video. Mm-hmm. So if, it's video, if a camera shoots 4K, the camera should be $4,000. I saw that Canon also dropped like a M6, like a successor to the M5, like their APS-C mirrorless line, you know? And the M6 is rumored to use... That nobody uses or cares about? There's a lot of videographers who use the M series, actually. Really? Yeah. For what? For video? <laughs> Uh, mostly like I've seen bloggers? it used as like a B or a C camera when people are shooting weddings. Um, they'll I have like a 5D Mark USR IV. was for. Uh, people have like a 5D Mark IV for like their A camera when they're shooting video at a wedding and then they'll use like an M, M like 50 or an M100 or sometimes an M5 oh. for like their B or C camera. I've seen that. These camera companies and their naming conventions is yeah. so weird to me. Well, that's, that's a super weird one because it's like the M5, the M50, and the M100, and it's like which one is the best out of those? <laughs> right? I would have no idea. Uh, it, I mean, most people would have said it was the M50. So, <laughs> is it? <laughs> who, who the hell knows? Know. <laughs> um, but the M6 is rumored to use the full sensor of the uh, use the full sensor of the camera when shooting 4K video, which. It's relatively something new for Canon crop frame, so that's cool. Hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not super familiar with Canon crop frame, so maybe that's not so new, but I, I thought most of the crop frame cameras still had, like, a 1.6 crop factor when they shot 4K or whatever the ridiculous no. crop factor is, and apparently Canon's uh, starting to walk that back a little bit and use that full sensor, so. Use that full sensor. Yeah. Because that was, like, one of the biggest... Uh, biggest reasons why people didn't like canon for video was when you were shooting with like a full frame camera 4k it was like a 1.6 or 1.85 like crop on your sensor and it's like it's not a full frame sensor anymore when you switch over to shooting video now it's it's as bad or worse than an APS-C you know like I don't know we're getting way too techy with this crap speaking of sensors do you and Jen clean your own sensors oh like with air, yeah. <laughs> with air, I've got uh, like some sensor dust on my camera, and that's a big another drawback with the mirrorless is there's like nothing protecting when you're changing lenses. Yeah, and like keeping crap out of my Sony's is I'm, I'm finding that to be rather challenging. But I mean, the Sony's are so much less expensive than the Nikon's you're buying. For every one Nikon body you bought, you can just buy like three. Or, or probably two A7Threes, right? Mm, one and a half A7Threes. The D750s are pretty cheap. Those are like equivalent to the, like two thousand. But I mean, they're about the same. Mm-hmm. I think okay. about two thousand bucks. I guess I just didn't know. I've been living in that Canon world and that 5D Mark IV that used to be like three thousand some dollars, and then recently dropped to two thousand. Right before well, Christmas, like they're trying to clear it out. When Nikon put out the D750, they were they uh, 
they put that out as like a prosumer camera and that's back when the d800 was still like their pro camera Mm -hmm. and um what they didn't count on was how much people were unhappy with the color that they were getting out of their d800 and so so many people jumped ship to the d750 um even though it was an sd card slot only camera which in at that time people were like oh if you don't have a cf card you're not a professional and uh they throttled the shutter speed on the camera for whatever reason um for a very good reason but so that they could was really charge the only less two... money for it <laughs> they needed a reason for it not to be as expensive as the d800 well yeah yeah and it was slightly smaller so all of these things were positive in my book uh, so this was sent to us from listener slash uh, friend of the show, my wife, Jennifer Van Elk. She uh, sent the news that Anchor, which is one of my favorite, like, uh, it's one of my favorite companies for buying, like, cords, cables, battery chargers, stuff like that. You realize are, it's just a company that finds yeah. things that Chinese companies are doing, slaps their Don't name care. on it, and then sells it to the U.S. Don't care because their just stuff is sure. higher quality than the other stuff you can find on Amazon that does oh. the same thing. Because I, 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 I would I buy say an Anchor cord 10 times in a row before I'd buy anything else other than maybe Apple. Oh, yeah. No, it their branding power is definitely really established because... I just bought a mini projector that's an anchor projector, but you can't find out any information about that on their, even on their own website. They don't list, they even sell projectors. Well, listener slash my wife, Jen Van Elk, just said that, uh, she sent me the story. Anchor has announced the first iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro flash that's MFI certified. So that means it can actually like, uh, plug in the lightning thing and it's like certified to do that so you know that it's not going to break on you and won't blow your phone up and stuff like that Mm. yeah so then you have like a little flash cube thing that you can use in trigger so you're gonna get it cost 50 bucks that's like nothing am i gonna be doing that much (laughs) iphone photography like no but it might be fun to like bounce flash with it yeah, I'm. Yes, it would be. I I think you are correct there. Like as far as I can see from like the if you click on the story like the link, it looks like it's just a cube with like the flash in it, and then like the cord. It doesn't look like there's any way to attach it to the phone. So it looks like it's for a semi off. Yeah, it's like flash. old school where you're like, hey, uh, for listeners the out there, um, Dustin's holding one hand up over his head and waving it back and forth like it's holding a flash, and then he's holding the other hand up in front of his face like it's holding a camera and then saying, hey, don't look at the flash like an old man. Well, I, I always think back to... It's a great visual gag. People love it at home. One of my first college projects when I shot a retirement home and I was doing portraits of the people who lived in the home and they couldn't not... They always wanted to look at the flash because I always did uh, the flash off camera and I would hold it and point it at various things. Cause I was like cool like that. And, um, and they always wanted to look at the flash. So I got these beautiful portraits of them looking off camera by holding the flash. Like, Hey, look over here. You got these beautiful portraits of them looking off camera while you just blasted them in the face with a flash, just straight in the eyes. That's right. 
Oh man, it's beautiful. <laughs> Everyone who used to shoot now partially blind, but hey, those those images still get residual income from the licensing deal I get from all the various findahomeformom.com or <laughs> dadneedsaplace.com or help help mom and dad go into the light.com. Is that what that is? Because that's what those photos Are would look like. Are you going blind.com? Do do mom mom and pop pop need to find their way to to heaven? Mm-hmm. That's Let's right. get them there, kids. Let us assist her. dot com. Uh, so we had a listener story sent in by Alan Bailword. Doesn't? Oh, do, Alan. Do you want to? Do you want to read that? I'd love to. Alan Bailword's story goes like like this little ditty. Thought you guys might like this story. Last summer, I did a family photo session of an old friend of mine who had all of his wife's family in the country. And they wanted a bunch of family photos with everyone there to create it. Am I supposed to be, like, rapping this? You said this little ditty. I thought you were going to rap. Are you not going to rap? There were about 20 people there. A couple (laughs) older, a couple younger, but nothing too crazy to deal with. Go back and rewrite Alan's entire story as a rap. Now, immediately do this. I worked like I normally do, going from big group to small group, starting with a group shot in a local park with everyone, stacked them all up, got a few variations, etc. Then moved on to smaller groups, like just the ladies, just the guys, him with her family, vice versa, etc. Again, all going just fine. A few shots into the shots with the smaller groups of just the guys in the family, my buddy comes over and says, hey, by the way, Mark, not his real name, but I don't remember what it actually was. So it's not really going to matter anyway. So let's just start that one over. Just say, oh, by the way, Mark. Oh, by the way, Mark is a cousin and is. <clears throat> oh, by the way, Mark is a cousin. No, no, and no, he... uh, get the comma right. Oh, by the way, comma. Mark hey. is a cousin. By the way, comma, Mark is a cousin, and he just sort of invited himself along. We don't, we don't want, we don't want really, we don't really want him in any of the photos. Mark was about 15 and fairly a big guy on the round side of things. I'd noticed him and his expressions of complete boredom and barely a smile for any of the photos, but I assumed it was just the male version of resting bitch face. So, with a nice big <laughs> smile on my face... The and male version best... of resting bitch face is resting bitch face, just for the record. It's the same thing for Re- both. I think it's resting bastard face, is what they call it. <laughs> Arrogant bastard face. Sounds so, like a good beer. Arrogant bastard face. This beer is certifiably going to give you arrogant bastard face. Try it today with all your arrogant bastard friends. That is a beer brand, arrogant bastard, just so you know. Yes, I know. Drank it all the time in college. So, with a nice big smile on my face and my best, this is all totally normal voice, 
I finished the photo with the guys and did my best to do the rest of the sets of photos, mercifully small at this point, to exclude him without making it look like I was strategically changing groups so I had at least one set with him, not in it. Remember how I did the full group shot at the start with everyone, including Mark? And because Mark was a bigger guy, I had done my best to make him look good without whole, without hiding him and making him a floating head. Meaning that he was in such a position where he was between two other people, partly covering parts of them. Of course, the client wanted a couple of group shots, including just the men of the family, one of which Mark was in as well, of course, being part... God, I'm like butchering this. <clears throat> being a man in a part of the family, or at least he thought. Yeah. Editing was a nightmare. Let's just say I learned a lot about masking, swapping bodies, and thank all things holy that the content-aware fill patch tool still exists. Since then, I've learned to pull the clients aside and ask if there's anything I should know ahead of time. Anyway, thought you guys might enjoy this, even though it's not a wedding. Feel free to edit for length, humor, etc. Love the show, guys. I like that he said we could feel free to edit for length, humor, etc. And instead, we just made it longer by you messing it up so much while reading it. Yeah, you, you could have put that at the front end, Alan. <laughs> And I could have shortened that thing in half. Half it, go. Long story short, Alan shot a family's photo. There was a fat guy in it that nobody liked, and they wanted to cut him from the family and uh, didn't have the courage. Wow, that's quite a bit of body shaming you just did there, Dustin. Oh. Alan didn't body shame. I'm using Alan's. Oh, he never said fat guy. I'm using Alan's thoughts. His thoughts? You know his thoughts now? Wow. Yes. Read between the lines, Stephen. This round, plump fella. (laughs) So, Uh, have you ever had this happen? Yeah, and I was asking you that same question. I'm too Um, fast. Jen and I have had it happen a few times where somebody's been like, is there any way we could remove so-and-so from the photo? And we say, for a price. Yeah, I've had at my very first wedding I ever shot. Um, I was real fresh, real green, Steve, real like right off the boat into the wedding photography world. And um, somebody, I shot the wedding and they were like, so one of the grooms, one of the groomsmen's girlfriends, we hate her effing guts. <laughs> and I said, okay. What do you want me to? And she turned about, she was like one of the biggest dancers on the dance floor during the reception. And so I'm like, what do you want me to do about that? And they're like, can you Photoshop her out of all of the photos? And I'm like, well, it's not like you're going to print all of your wedding photos I delivered. So why don't you look through, figure out the ones that really bother you, and we'll take a look. You know, I'm trying to like placate this a little bit. So she comes back, and there's like three photos. And um, and at this point, I am not the wizard of Photoshop I am today. So all I did, and she was on the end of every photo that she picked out. Just cropped so her I just out. cropped <laughs> cropped her in, sent her a bill. I was like, Photoshopped her out. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're like a wizard. <laughs> I was like, 
it's not even the photo's not even proportional to like what it was. It's like totally like square. <laughs> it's perfect for Instagram. And some of prank. them I didn't even crop her all the way out. I just cropped her to like her shoulder or something. If you can't see her face, it's all good. Exactly. And that's what she said. She's like, as long as I don't see her face. <laughs> she just photoshopped her face over the other girl's face. You're dancing or with just, yourself. It's cool. Don't worry about just it. Just blurred her face out. <laughs> Took that clarity clarity brush and just. I mean, the thing that kills me about Alan's story is that it was a family photo shoot. Like, how did this guy get there? What What was the end goal? Was he like, if I get myself in their family photos, maybe I'll just become a part of their family? Man, I'm just so. Yeah, that I think that's the better story that Alan is missing. It's like, where did this guy come from? Where did this serial killer come from? <laughs> where did this random passerby that was just in the park that day and decided, um, no one's going to notice if I'm in their family photo? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to know more about that guy's story because he sounds, well, he sounds real, real, real weird. Dustin, do you want to do some Q&A, bud? Steve, I'd love to do some q and I thought you'd never ask. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Jasmine from a random Facebook group says, if you're offered $5,000 to shoot a swingers party and later in the discussion ask to participate, what would you do? Um, first, Jasmine, you need to make sure you get paid up front if you're going to do any kind of a swingers party they have a tendency of acting on the whole pay to play type mentality <laughs> so dustin speaking from his vast experience or is it play to pay <laughs> uh, i don't know i get the two mixed up but um but yeah i would uh i do anything for money jasmine i think yeah we all know that so um I would use my voice like Alan has, where you act like everything's completely normal and you immediately decline because Stephen and I are both married men, happily married Jasmine. Whoa, whoa, $5,000 just to shoot it. You don't have Exactly. No, just I wouldn't. I'm saying I'd shoot it for 5000 Absolutely. What is, what is, what are they asking for there? Like... Hey, we want you to shoot a swingers party. Cool. I'll come. I'll shoot photos of you guys hanging out. Um, once the sex starts, I'm out. And then they're like, actually, once the sex starts, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, gross. I don't do piss play. Piss <laughs> See, you took it in a weird direction, Steve. I was picturing you show up to the party and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was thinking there were going to be swings here. Um, this, this is not the kid's birthday party. I thought I was photographing. No wonder you guys offered me so much money. <laughs> so do you guys like hook the swings up? Is that not what a swingers party? Like oh, you guys don't, there no will be swings at this party. Don't worry about it. <laughs> was I supposed to bring my own swing? <laughs> if you have your own swing, yeah, they have hooks on the ceiling. <laughs> don't worry about like uh, i mean i think i have a spare tire in my car um does anyone have some rope we could get a tire swing going up in here 
It's a, a redneck sex swing. <laughs> redneck. Call that a trucker swing, Stephen. Oh man, I don't. How would you? Oh. I think this, these kind of things are a little bit more prevalent in bigger markets where people get asked these like crazy insane, like here in Fort Wayne, like, I mean, I, I think it's, it would be very odd being that it's such a conservative place for someone to be like, oh yeah, Joey, next week at that swingers party we're going to, um, oh, by the way, the brownies Letitia brought so good, but I'm thinking maybe we get a photographer for it. Really document this thing. I heard that, you know, Jackie's wife could make like a scrapbook. Like this could be real fun. What do you think? <laughs> oh yeah. I think we should do it. I think we should really do it. Get the can photographer. We get online gallery we can share with our friends on Facebook. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he could even burn them on like a CD for us, you know? What is that accent? What is that accent? You're, you're just like, I guess Swedish people are into swinging. <laughs> they both start with an SW. <laughs> oh. Now I was just reading this depressing article about this Ikea dresser that fell on a small child in California. Bryce Michael Keegan Hudson <laughs> from our very own Facebook group says, why is Dustin always so damn depressing all the time? <laughs> BMKH, I don't know. I don't know. But for real, uh, BMKH asks, hey guys, what do you do during an engagement session where the couple likes each other too much? Essentially, I had a couple last year where I'd met them once before and seemed likely completely normal people. They booked me, we set up a time for their engagement photos, and met for the shoot. She was going fine. I had them in a nice chest-to-chest pose and instructed them to kiss. Now, here's where it gets weird. Couple starts hardcore making out. I mean, like, faces not touching, just tongue. Mm. I wasn't sure what to make of it, so I took a couple of shots, acted normal, and moved on. It wasn't until the second and third time that it happened where I realized I was not going to get any nice photos of them kissing. Now, I never delivered these images as I did not find them particularly nice looking since I was awkwarded out watching them having fun. But am I in the wrong for not delivering these? The couple never questioned me about the photos, and when their wedding came around, I just didn't ask them to quit. Kiss. I just didn't ask them to kiss. But am I in the wrong for not delivering these photos? Well, BMK, it's a great question. Um, H. I think you honestly did this, huh? BMKH. BMKH. I think you did your couple a disservice. Um, Perhaps this couple doesn't know how to kiss or like what a kiss looks like. So by sheltering them from the honesty of your photography in sharing with them what that looks like, they're going to live the rest of their lives thinking that they have to maul each other to show love to one another. I when don't know. secretly a simple kiss might have sufficed. Maybe they were going hardcore on these kisses because much like the swingers and Jasmine's question, uh, they thought maybe it'd be cool if you just joined in a little bit, BMKH. Or BMKH... <laughs> This would have been your opportunity to demonstrate what kind of kiss you were after. Now, for $5,000 on this swingers engagement shoot, BMKH, 
I'm just would saying, you like, participate? You could, what would you do? I mean, I, you can choose which sex you want to demo it on, but you could have said went to the groom or the bride, and you could have just been like, "Hey, this is." You know, uh, Tyson, I'm not seeing anywhere where he said bride and groom. He just said couple. Oh, the either party within the couple. Um, you could have demonstrated this on, um, of course, ask for consent first, but just say, you know, Hey, my photos, um, I'm getting a little bit too much glare off the intensity of your lovemaking. I want to dial that back 10 notches. It's going to look something like, do you mind if I show you? So come here, both of you. See, I had you together chest to chest. Now let's just open those chests up a little bit. I'm going to bring my chest in. Now we have a chest triangle going here. Mm, a chest trio, you might say. Now, um, when you went to kiss, when I said kiss, what you did was you just tongued at each other, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird and reptilian. And <laughs> I don't actually see anything really wrong with that. But I think what we could do here... If we went tongue to tongue to tongue, we could form a perfect triangle over our perfect chest triangle, thus harnessing the power of the one true triangle. Mm. See, I thought you were going to say tongue to bum just because it rhymed. Tongue and bum do not rhyme. <laughs> oh, Steven. What is going on over there in that brain of yours tonight, man? All the mucinex, all the cough medicine, clearing me straight up. Apparently, apparently. Some Got time for one more? Mantha from a random Facebook group says, okay, tell me honestly, guys, do you think it would be unprofessional of me to put a section on my couple's info website? Only booked couples will see about which vendors I have blacklisted. Whoa. A blacklist for wedding vendors. Interesting. I've thought about this. There's a couple DJs that were like, I've seen just be absolute shit shows Mm -hmm. that I've thought about. But I I think going on like a website is a bit far. In some states, I'm sure there's like slander laws. Well, I mean, Um, it kind of depends. Like maybe Samantha's out there and she's like, so I was asked to shoot a swingers party for some people, some vendors, some DJs, and they asked me if uh, after shooting the swingers party, I'd want to participate. And it made me real uncomfortable, and that's sexual harassment. So maybe Samantha needs to put them on blast. In that case, if yeah, feel free. Just know the things you say about others can come back in the form of legality. <laughs> So if they didn't actually ask you to join in on the swingers party and you just wrote it in a Facebook group because you thought it sounded funny. It becomes a his word versus her word. And they've got Facebook proof of your slander, whereas you might not have proof of their altercation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they said something like, yo, (laughs) we're doing a swingers party. Would you want to join in? Wink. And they texted that? Oh, that's an in-person no. sleazeball conversation, right? Exactly. Sorry. Precisely. I cannot get over the swingers question. Have you guys ever thought about, uh, do you guys have a recommended vendor list on your website? Oh, I thought you were going to ask if Jen and I had ever done a swingers party. <laughs> oh, I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> you host the swingers parties. I've seen your basement. Yeah. 
It's a ball pit down there. It's a ball pit down there, Stephen. It is a ball pit down there, though. It's mostly a bunch of plastic balls that were bought for like a ball pit that our children have just thrown all over the floor down there. They used to mm-hmm. be like in an inflatable pool thing. Which was in your swingers party. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Those balls forever unclean. Filled with, filled with balls and jello. And now we let our children play with it. <laughs> we had to bleach those balls forever. <laughs> bleach balls. Bleach balls. Name of my that was the name of my band in high school. <laughs> Hello everybody with uh with the bleach balls. <laughs> Bleacher balls was already taken, so we just went with bleach balls. I think that's gonna do it for us this week on the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. Oh man. <laughs> Thanks oh, for man. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, if you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin, my man, is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Steven is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners that contribute to the show every week, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. If you want to help this podcast stay alive, head over to StevenDustinSaveTheWorld.com. You can sign up to support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. On top of the benefit of knowing you're keeping a good thing going, because we got a good thing going here, don't we? You also get the benefit of extra content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Doesn't, what have you been watching? You, you've been all talking to me about Netflix, 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 Netflix. What you been Netflixing? I, I binged watched. Um, my brain just went blank. Uh, season two of you, um, because I thoroughly enjoyed season one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? Did you? You don't partake in that? No, Jen watches that. She likes it a lot. Um, it was too creepy for me. Too much white man power. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I. I um, I've I've been piecing out on stuff that's like very serial killery, like glorification, heroification of like murderers and serial killers. I'm just I'm piecing out on that stuff hard. Have you seen uh, the main character? I can't think of Pen Pen, Pen something. Like, he uh, he made the comment from that Gossip Girl. Pen, Pen from Gossip felt, Girl. Yeah, yeah. The main character Dan. of you, yes, Dan in, in Gossip Dan Girl. Humphrey, yeah. who is Gossip Girl? Spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. Um, which I think was like a real shitty ending to that show, but we don't need to get into that. Um, I didn't watch it. Just I uh, neither did I. Neither did I. Just uh, just saying, <laughs> real shitty ending. Um, real shitty long, ending to a show I was heavily invested of, in. I mean, yep. Um, <clears throat> uh, anyways, um, but he made the comment in an interview with Vanity Fair that uh, he felt like you was trying to show society in an indirect way, how much they're willing to let the white male get away with. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's why the movie, well, it's originally a book, but I don't think that's why that was written. But he said he thinks from a sociological standpoint, that's why people love it and want so badly for him to find love or get away with things because if he said he would be interested to see if they film the show with any other gender or ethnicity as the main character, if people would feel the same way. I mean, if the person looked as good as Dan Humphreys. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's an interesting point that he brings up. I'd be curious to know that too. Yeah. But apparently the book, uh, which I have not read, um, the main character is a lot more uh, intense and a lot more... Um, they say that uh, Penn plays a much softer version of the character from the book. And Humphrey's playing a soft character? That's what they say. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, and so I've been watching that. I watched uh, All of Lost in Space season two. Uh, loved that. Felt like it was a much better season than the first. Um, and then I watched all of the new season of John Dirt, I think is what it's called. Johnny Dirt, John Dirt, Joe Dirt. No, not Joe Dirty Dirt. John. That's a different show. Dirty John, that's what Joe it is. Dirt? Jo- Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah, that's a different movie. Life, life's altogether. like a garden, dig it. <laughs> uh, but um, no, watch that. Thought that was really good. Um, a lot of really good acting in that and a lot of really bad acting in that. But uh, can't have all winners in a Netflix cast. Can't have mm. all winners. Yeah. And then I, I just finished Messiah yesterday. So I thought Messiah was one that I was very skeptical of as a Christian. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on this podcast. Skeptical but, of, uh, of your own faith. No, I'm always skeptical of shows that involve Christianity or religious yeah. ideologies. Um, because... I don't like my, you know, thoughts to be questioned. <laughs> but um, so the the show is around the premise. Um, try, I'm going to try not to spoil it for you, Steve. But I'm not going to uh, watch it. Don't worry. <laughs> the show is around the premise of. I watched um, the Passion of the Christ. I own the Passion of the Christ on DVD. I've done my time. This is uh, not like that. This is like Homeland meets Passion of the Christ. This isn't like torture. So, no, it's uh, it's as if um, they're in modern day Iran, I believe, and somebody is like preaching to the Muslims that are fleeing from Iran, and um, and there's like a sandstorm and Darud's there, and for like forty days or something like that, and he never stops preaching, and he claims to be the Messiah. And then, uh, so then it's sort of like this, um, domino effect of like, he says he's the Messiah. We saw him survive this. And then anyways, it dominoes all the way to the end of him, like meeting with the president and convincing the president to like release troops from the Middle East because I'm the Messiah and you should do what I say. Mm. But it's wow. much, yeah. Feels kind of out of place with our, our current climate. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm. Very interesting show. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Dustin, I've been listening to a lot of The White Lies recently because mm. I just, they're, they're a band that I enjoy. And uh, it's been a while since I listened to them. And I was listening to specifically a song of theirs called A Place to Hide off their, I think it's their second album, Ritual. Not 100% certain about that. But uh, they're, our lyrics in it that says I they say uh, I need a place to hide before the storm comes in and I was listening to this song and Ian was in the car with me and he goes yeah just like Fortnite 
<laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, the storm's coming in. I got to get inside the circle and find a place to hide before anybody else gets there. That's what the song's about. So I can take them out when they get there. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. Ian, that's actually what the song was written about <laughs> back in See? 2011 when they wrote it. Or 2009. Oh, man. Off the top of my head, my uh, White Lies trivia game is not so good. You ever heard of that band? No, I don't. I don't know music at all. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. They're like a kind of. They kind of remind me of the Killers a little bit. Mm. But they're I'm like more with... more rock than the Killers. Much the only more rock. song I'm currently familiar with is uh, Selena Gomez's "Lose You to Love Me," which is all about a bowel movement. <laughs> Lose you to love me. Um, mm-hmm. What are the lyrics? How is this next about time, a bowel movement? Next time you hear the song um, on the radio, I want you to picture uh, her on the toilet. And, uh, not going to do like that. agony. Nope, not going to do that. she's trying to go to the... Okay, picture yourself on the I'll toilet. I'll picture you on the toilet. Picture I'm picture me. Dustin on the toilet, and he's in agony. So, just think about it. All right, cool. Done and done. Dustin's toilet dreams. It's been... It's been said and done. Every beautiful thought's been already sung. And I guess right now, there's another one. So your melody will play on and on with the best of them. You are beautiful. Like a dream come alive. Incredible. A centerfold. A miracle. A lyrical. You saved my life again. Have you been huffing gas? Have you been huffing gas? (laughs) What the hell is going on right now? I think I think uh, we need to say goodnight because I think you are high out of your mind on something. I'm just saying the entire song is uh, is about her going poop. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Okay. Good night, Dustin. Good night, Dustin. <laughs> good night, Dustin. And good night. Oh, one more minute. We got one more minute. We can make it. No, that's it. Okay. Bleach balls. Bleach balls. That was the name of a band in high school. You're in. (laughs) Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.